0: Despite the abundance of information promoting the health benefits of exercise and an active lifestyle, it's still quite difficult to get people to take up sport and regular physical activity. Even when you've got people into a gym, keeping them there is another matter. Over half of those who start exercise programs will give up after six months.
1: Need you don't need otherwise your back's going the hurt. <laughs> up, 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 up. Okay, well done, nah. take a breather. Take a breather.
2: Hey, okay. Ready? Good. And again, one more time.
3: It's an increasing uh, challenge to help people become more physically active and remain physically active in our sedentary world that we live in. Our environment is certainly contriving against us to be active. We're short of time. Uh, We often don't allocate resources or money to, to doing exercise programs. And so there's a whole range of other things against us for being physically active.
4: Typically, the dropout rates are still 60%, 50, 60% of all those people that commence an exercise programme are likely to drop out. And there are a number of potential reasons for that. Um, And as an exercise psychologist, we're looking at that very much from how the environment is being structured in the first instance and what support is there in the environment to help people to adhere from day one.
0: Successfully helping people to make a change in behaviour and adhere to exercise brings benefits to everyone concerned.
2: Okay, right. We're going to work on the inner thigh muscles, next. Yes. Okay. What I want you to do is push against me, not that much. (laughs) Oh, it's just—it's really rewarding when you see people change so much from the point of somebody that's really introvert and very self-conscious and not a very confident person. And then you see the change they go through through their training, because they feel better about themselves. And I love that. You feel that through the back?
5: Hell yes.
1: Just seeing someone getting fit and healthy and maybe recovering from an injury or something like that. It's, it's a massive buzz for me, actually. Massive buzz. Okay, we're going to do them in threes, yeah? Okay. So. Stand on one leg for us. Yep. And then we're gonna go one, two, three, and hold. Yeah, right. and yep. then go for the
4: other side. Right. Individuals, when they want to start to change physical activity and become adherers to physical activity, need um, a variety of factors um, to help support that change. And certainly a personal trainer is going to be someone that can provide that initial support, motivation, competence, information, knowledge that will help someone to start to make that first change.
2: That's it, so both feet hip-whip, that's it. Take your time, straighten your back leg. That's
4: it.
5: Whoops, hang on.
2: (laughs) It's all right, take your time.
5: When I first joined, I used to just come in here, (laughs) use a few machines and go home. And I thought, yes, I've done my bit for exercising. It was only when I started with the personal training that I realise that structured training is much more beneficial than just aimlessly working on some machines on my own.
2: That's better with your alignment. and you get more of a stretch through the calf muscle. Yes. You need to keep motivating them and reminding them of the benefits of exercise and regards to health or their particular goals, or keep refreshing them with new goals and new ideas.
1: First thing you're going to do is you're going to move your leg out to the side without this knee wobbling. Yeah, okay. Yeah? Let's go. Hold it. Use your abdominals. Feel the the glute and this leg working. Through variation, uh, motivation, uh, adapting my personality to to their needs. Um, I think that's a massive thing with personal training. You have to build up a report. If you can do that, then uh, you're halfway there. Out. Okay, that's pretty good. Give you an eight out of ten. Ten
0: out of ten? Nah, seven out of ten. Cher was a professional model and breakdancer who'd been extremely fit and active until he broke his neck in an accident.
1: Being put into the situation whereby you've injured yourself so badly, um, one thing you don't want to do is move backwards. When I was injured, I pretty much came to a stage whereby I needed to obviously rehab myself so that I was able to carry on my work. That's good, nine. Excellent. Concentrate. My personal trainer kind of gives you that motivation and um, obviously he's done an excellent job in that and um, that's why I'm constantly going for it and I'm, I train with him sort of five days a week so I make sure I dedicate time to do it. Nice little rotation up. get the glute fine, abdominals drawn in, Eugh. hold. Relax. Ah. Very good. Excellent, we're feeling it. Whereabouts on the glute? Piriformis. Performance?
0: Yeah, outside not everybody outside. has as much motivation for exercise as Cher. So what do trainers do when they notice that their clients appear to be losing interest?
2: Give them a call, try and find out what their barriers are or what, why they're not coming in, and try and coach them and motivate them around that. When we start about talk, talking about um, setting you some new goals, I just want you to remind me or think back to the journey that you've come on through your training. Can you remember back yeah. then what kind of goals you were working
5: towards? Oh, I mean, if I walked on the treadmill for one minute at um, sort of slightly high speed, I think I was out of breath.
2: Usually, you know, if you get them setting some kind of goal or getting a real clear picture of what they want to achieve or you take them back to where they were when they were in a really good place, it usually brings them back.
5: It's not like so, that anymore, yeah, is it? So not anymore. And then I've come a long way since then in my balancing, my general fitness. I feel much more healthier and fitter than I used to be.
1: I'll try my best to meet them one-on-one. I don't really want to just speak to them over the phone or by text. I'll try and get them in the gym and uh, just try and look at their whole lifestyle and, and find out the core reasons why they're not coming to the gym and set some goals. But um, Yeah, it's kind of like, you. it could be anything. It might not just be the gym, but if it is the gym, then obviously I'll totally change my approach as a trainer to the exercise we're doing, and I'll try and find out what they are and aren't enjoying.
0: But gyms
3: and health clubs aren't for everybody. The uh, incentive from the, the market is that people should join gyms and that should be their focus of where they do their exercise. From a public health perspective, it's very much more about replacing sedentary behavior with attainable physical activity. So if we think about the sort of barriers that people put up uh, for reasons why they're not physically active, if they associate physical activity with solely going to a gym and doing structured exercise, then those barriers might increase. It takes time, it takes money, it takes expertise of somebody else to support them. If uh, those barriers disappear, then the excuses and the challenges that people face become less.
4: One of the biggest challenges we have is to actually look at ways in which we can help people to understand that exercise could be pleasurable, could be enjoyable, and therefore we may have to move away from exercise being this going to a gym, into exercises about spending time with your children, your family, your your friends, being physically active, going for a walk in the park, taking the dogs for a walk, playing with the children from a public health perspective, we talk much more about the accumulation of physical activity um, during the day, during the week. Rather than this, I have to go and spend 30 minutes doing a certain amount of activity that's going to make me breathless and potentially might hurt, might make me feel embarrassed. For some individuals, those are just barriers and challenges that they don't want to have to think about um, starting to overcome. We shouldn't be worrying about maybe people doing a fixed amount of activity in one block, but that we can accumulate that.
2: There's always time for exercise, whether it's in your daily lifestyle, making that more active. If you really want to do something, you'll make time for it.
1: You just have to educate people on where they can fit it in, um, get them into Better routines in life as well, where they're eating better and living better, so that they've got more energy. So that they've got, when they've got downtime, they don't just want to lie down and sleep. They actually want to do something.
2: And exercise comes into everything in terms of feeling good, looking good, health benefits. So there's lots of ways you can get around it to motivate them.
1: Uh, just t- taking the dog for a walk a little bit further than what you normally would, or walk to the shops instead of drive. Little tips like that, along with the gym, just make it's the cumulative difference. Not the it makes a tiny difference, but over a period of time, it's a big, big change.
5: And I think it's just question of being uh, persistent. Okay,
0: and I'll give you a few. Within the gym environment, there are other techniques that trainers can use to keep people motivated and adhering to exercise
2: anything else that you really want to work on? Have you got a vision of what you really not want to, so to do? Not sort of
5: work on, but I do want to do the half marathon,
2: as just for race? the sake
5: of doing it, nothing else. What do you mean? No, I, time is not a factor. I just want to get on that treadmill and make sure I do 21 uh, kilometres. Okay, <laughs> so, that's it. all right, so it's more of an endurance thing it's for just, you, yeah. not as a competitive thing. No,
2: just, I just want to... And realistic goals, which are smart, so specific and time-framed, and realistic for them and making sure you follow up with that process so when would you like to achieve that by
5: Mm, about three months okay within three months yeah that's
2: realistic okay so three months time now we need to decide how we're going to go about training Mm. for that Mm. but it's very important well, I think it's very important that they initially set them goal themselves. So, you know, I can't just say, right, you're going to do this. I need that to come from them, because that's when they stick to a goal, if they've made the decision themselves. So you've got to put the ownership on them to do that. And what I'll do, I'll create you a little chart so mm. you can monitor where you are and how...
5: how, And I was thinking of starting off in 5K, 10K, and then build up to 21, not one whole... Well, I wasn't gonna... Yeah, I'm not gonna (laughs) be... Beast you doing 21K. All right,
2: so we'll gradually
4: build. To actually become a regular exerciser, to adhere to exercise, you have to really want to do it for yourself, and that you have to be or you ought to be autonomously um, controlled in your do- in doing that activity. If you have a personal trainer, then you're not have you don't have that autonomy. And really, a, a good personal trainer will be actually training you or helping you to develop the autonomy and the personal competence to be able to work independently and exercise independently.
1: Can you tell me your top three? Um... Uh, goals that you'd like to achieve? My top please. three goals I would like to achieve. Obviously, um, strength. Is that number one? Um, no, I'd probably say my number one is obviously rehabilitation. Rehab, yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm always aiming to um, get them to, uh, to a point where they can look after themselves. They've got everything they need to, nutritional-wise, exercise-wise, uh, to manage their lifestyle and live a healthy life. Okay, so what, um, would, your, what would your weight goal be? Because obviously size is- About 80 one... kilos. 80 kilograms, yeah? yeah. Okay. OK, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to set you a nutritional target. OK. Um, and we're going to try and get in the right amount of protein, um, right amount of carbohydrate and fat into your diet so that you steadily increase weight without right. increasing body fat. OK. Uh, and we try and put as lean, as much lean tissue as we can on you. Um, I need you to write a food diary for that. Obviously, pretty much as we did before. Yep. 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 At look the look beginning, they might be training with me quite often. Uh, then we might go to... Instead of two, three a week, it might be to, to one a week. Uh, then it might go down to one every couple of weeks. So when when they get closer to their long-term goals, you know, it might be a dress size, it might be a weight they want to lift, then we'll just slowly wean it off. And, and then we might just say, look, we've reached it. And um, have you got everything you need to go and, and do everything for yourself? And um, yeah, that's it. Otherwise, prior to that, I'd achieved my goals as to where we had set out yeah. uh, from our training prior to that. You, you have to put the client first. A lot of personal trainers might go in there for the reasons of it being a glamorous job. It's not. It's, you, you've, you, it's nothing about you, it's all about them. Fair enough, you might have these qualifications They don't really mean anything unless you get these clients' results and you make them feel better.
2: Even those people that really seem like they don't want to talk to you. They're probably the people that need the most support rather than the ones that are loud and outgoing. It's the ones that don't want to talk that you've got to get get to because if you don't get to them in time, they're the ones that are going to drop out. You know, it's always the quiet ones. You're the one that needs to go and speak to them. That's your job to get them to stick to an exercise routine.